Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the This and That Podcast with Alex and Mondo. We start episode 14, A Glorious Purpose, as we come in and look at everything that happened within the Loki series, as well as giving you your favorite segment of That's Ridiculous So Is This and Alex's Two Kicks. Mondo, take it over. What is up, everyone? And always, thank you for supporting us throughout this entire process. We cannot be any more grateful. I know we thank you all the time, but honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, it absolutely means the world to us how much support you're giving us. Absolutely. It means it means a lot. Mondo, real quick, I know I'm kind of throwing this at you before we uh, get down and gritty on the Loki talk. Um, I know you didn't get to watch it. I hope people were able to watch the Field of Dreams game. Or at least the beginning, the opening five minutes with Kevin Costner. I went back and watched it. I had a taping. Hey, oh, did you? <laughs> I did. I did. I didn't know. I didn't oh, know we had a taping, but oh chills, my God. like you told me, it honestly, was chills. chills. It was so well done. Like if you have a chance to find a way to, he, he had Mondo had it recorded. Sports Center way, tweeted it by the way. So for anyone that wants go. to see it, Sports Center tweeted out tweeted the full video. The full video. It is. It is worth the time to sit there and watch it. It is. If you watch Field of Dreams, and if you're a baseball fan or a sports movie fan, I don't know how you haven't. Watching, I mean, watching, you know, the players appear out of the cornfield, it is spectacular. It is, it brings chills. I mean, I think even Aaron Boone before the game is like, like, yeah, no, it's it's crazy. You know, this is a movie that came out when I was 16. So, like, it is very, very cool. On a side note, though. Seeing Aaron Judge come out and almost be the height of the corn that they had back there was kind of fucking crazy. And question, what's up with Stan's mustache? It's like a porn stash, man. I don't know what the hell he's it, doing there. It is. It is. It's not yeah. even November yet. Like, everybody it goes like out during November. Obviously, last, they don't play baseball then, but still. Last Bosa said he looks like a creeper. He does. Um, He does. It's Absolutely, not a, it's, he does. She's 100% right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good... I mean, it's funny. It makes me laugh. I'll tell you that. Because it's ridiculous. Um... But no, we're not going to that segment yet, folks. That's just a comment. Um, however, <laughs> however, let's get let's let's start a little bit with our Loki talk because as as we've been warning you for the last, it feels like ever a month and a half. I mean, month, we gave him six weeks. Yeah, we gave we gave him six weeks. We gave him six weeks. We gave you a month and a half to watch Loki. So hope you guys watched it. If not, well, you're gonna have to write out a full Loki episode. Um, well, sp- officially, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! If you haven't watched it now, a uh, full twelve weeks after the original debut episode, and guess what? That's your fault, not ours. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So let's 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 pick up right like right where we kind of leave off with Loki Mondo at, during Endgame, which is the last time we saw him. And right from there, if you haven't seen Endgame again, spoiler alert: get to watching that because you are way behind. Now during Endgame. I don't think you have to say spoiler for that because it's years since that came out. So if you haven't watched it, like, it's on you. This, this yeah. isn't a spoiler alert anymore. <laughs> like, we're not ruining anything. I'm paranoid at this point. Yeah, yeah, no, no. We're not ruining anything about Endgame at this point. Now, during Endgame, during the process of them getting the Infinity Stones, they have the amazing problem that they can't get anything right, which happens to our to our loving loving heroes. And the Tesseract actually falls out of the briefcase that it's in. And the Loki of that period, so the Loki that was there in New York during the first Avengers movie that was captured, 
grabs a tesseract and disappears. So basically, 2012, because that's when that that's mm-hmm. the attack. It was a year. So Loki from 2012, or as he's known throughout the rest of the show as Loki variant L1130, referring to when he was kind of came out of his timeline and basically escaped, which then brought this whole new entity into play known as the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. And for those of you that don't know what the Time Variance Authority is, I'm going to be honest, before we started talking about it, I had no idea what it was because, I mean, I know comics and I know superhero stuff, but I wasn't fully versed in it. To give you an idea of what it is, at least the way I look at it, it's basically the FBI of time. Yeah, okay. That's that's a very oversimplification of things. <laughs> um, that's, wow, that's an amazing over, oversimplification of things. But yeah, it's, in essence, yes. So um, the way it's explained at in the beginning of Loki, essentially there are these three timekeepers, or as they'll be referred to from henceforward, space lizards, <laughs> and that's what they're called on the show. They're called it's, space it's, lizards. It's space, it re- we're not it's, it's making space, up names. It's we're not making up names. The space lizards. Um, and there used to be a lot of timelines, and they were able to sort the chaos and make the sacred timeline, which was the timeline that we've been watching throughout the MCU thus far. Um, so when Loki kind of went and grabbed the Tesseract and and went off when they went back to get the um, the stones it created a branch in the timeline sort of almost hinting at the multiverse which we all know as we've discussed this is doctor strange's it's in the title the multiverse of madness like, yeah. so <laughs> we know we knew it we know that the multiverse was coming now where the tva comes in is the tva has the ability to, to time travel and pop in and out of the timelines whenever they want so they went and grabbed the 2012 and grabbed Loki, said, you're not supposed to be here, and essentially pruned the timeline. So they have a machine, basically cuts everything off so that there's no history that that Loki was there. Then they take him to the TVA, which is where we meet our fantastic friend Mobius and Mobius, better played by... Wow. Wow. <laughs> Owen Wilson. Um, now you guys know, in case you didn't know why we were doing a wow meter... Yes, there it is. Um, So that's basically what the TVA is. And so the TVA is in charge of enforcing, making sure that the the timeline stays how it's supposed to be and how everything is supposed to happen. Because these space lizards know what was before, what is going on, and what is in the future. Like, they know how everything is supposed to play out. So even though they said, like, even Loki says, like, wait, but the Avengers went back in time. They're like, no, but that was supposed to happen. That was that we knew that part was going to happen. It was you jumping out that we weren't prepared for. Yeah, and that's like the kind of mind blowing thing is before we get into like our reactions of what happened throughout the process of the show. That's what was crazy about it. Like we all kind of were like, "Oh, okay, cool. So this is happening. Da 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 da. What's going to happen with Loki now that he's, you know, not there and now he's here?" And it's one of those things that at least when I was watching it. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And as you go through it and you kind of understand that the TVA was is kind of, not kind of, they're literally controlling the timeline because they're like, this is, what, this is what's going to happen or what's supposed to happen, quote unquote. 
and they go in and kind of just decide, nope, this is a it's a branch. They have a machine that basically shows you it's a branch. They're like branch. All right, they go find yeah. the the variant, which for those of you that don't know, the variant is someone that's not supposed to be there or someone who's doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. And and for those who are also unaware, nine times out of ten, the variant is a Loki. <laughs> yeah, it's it, is, there is there is a lot of a lot of Lokis in this show outside <laughs> of that's why I referred to him by his variant name L one one thirty. Um, there is a lot of other Lokis that we'll be referring to as we go on with this show. Um, but we're going to take a little pause here and we're going to go on and discuss our usual podcast things. And what's that regular podcast stuff, you ask? Well, if you listened last week, you know we became the unofficial home of handball talk here at This and That Podcast. So now, for the first time, This Week in Handball. Mondo? And if you haven't been following us and you've been living under a rock, we are huge, huge handball fans. And not just us, man. I, I got to say, Alex, it's been surprising. Like, I knew I knew handball always takes off around the Olympics. I mean, like, everybody's like, oh, why the hell isn't the U.S. here? It's like, oh, because we're apparently not very good at it. But whatever. That's that's besides the point. Support, not for long. <laughs> not for not long. for long. <laughs> exactly. Support in the U.S. is honestly skyrocketing. It's been nuts. <laughs> like, I've seen people talking about it, posting about it. There's even athletes posting about it, Alex. Like, oh, my God. Smoking Jay Cutler, man. Smoking Jay Smoking Jay Cutler's out there out there saying he's on point. He's ready to bring his uh, handball skills out. And we got Dominique Foxworth, all the former, like, a bunch of former athletes are all like, hey, let's do this, man. Like, we feel like we can do this. And I don't doubt that they can. Like, I really feel like like this can be, if, if we... We need to pound the table for this, guys. We, I, I kid you not, we are co- fully committed to this handball thing in more ways than you can possibly think is the only thing I can say on our further proof of commitment of handball. It, we are, something is coming down the pike. Um, that being said, the support that we've seen online is amazing. Like, Mondo, one of the best players in the world. Is even acknowledging like the amount of buzz that the, the U.S. is is making about it's exciting, handball. Man. It's like, exciting. Nikola Karabich, um, he plays for PSG. President, I'm proud of you for that pronunciation. I could thank no you. I would have pulled that off. Thank you, thank you. Um, world champion in 2009, 2011, 2015, 2017. Uh, Euro champion 2006, 2010, 2014. Olympic gold 2008-2012. So needless to say, by all accounts, this guy is considered the GOAT of, right, the of goat handball. handball. He is. He is, I, I guess, the Lionel Messi of handball, I, I would guess. I mean, maybe my our, our handball followers, our friends can come to us and tell me if, if I'm right on this. Um, but, I mean, USA Handball called him the GOAT, so I imagine like he's the Messi of it, like if they're calling him that. Especially um, if he plays for PSG now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So... So he's acknowledging the kind of support that the U.S. is getting, and and it is it is fantastic to see. I know there's some tournaments coming up. I've been seeing it on Twitter. Uh, we're trying to retweet it. We're trying to stay up to date. But there there is now that we're like really deep diving into it, Mondo. There is so much handball out there for you folks. Like there really is. There's there's club teams. I know I tweeted out the information for that on our Twitter account. Um, everywhere. I think there's actually a club team in Miami. 
I no think way. one of them's in I I one of them's in oh, Florida. Man. I want to say it's in Miami. I gotta, um, I gotta get in on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need like, come on, people, like let's let's keep this handball support. Like let's get qualified for 2024 in Paris. And I mean, if we don't get qualified there, we know we're qualified in 2028. <laughs> but but then we need to make some noise at home. Like we need to defend our turf. You know, can you, can you imagine the fans? Like, I'm just thinking of how like the degenerate oh fans. Oh my are god! Be. <laughs> what do you mean, you and me? Yeah, <laughs> we're there. I, I thought, we, like, I thought like, we were playing. I thought we were gonna. I oh, we were gonna oh make the well, team. we're gonna. Well, yeah, dude. Okay, look, man. If Jay, if we're if we're trying out against Jay Cutler and Dominique Foxworth, no offense to us, but we're not gonna make the team. This is very true. <laughs> like, we're gonna be, you know, maybe a media credential as the voices of handball. Maybe that hey, we can go. Like, yeah. That, <laughs> There it is. We got we got our nice jackets and everything. Nice, like, oh my god, get like like blazers, like official this and that, like blazers, <laughs> like old school ABC Wide World of Sports looking, like like powder the, yellow. The mic, our mics oh my have god, to be like the long, the long, like skinny the long mics. skinny ones, the long skinny ones, the Bob <laughs> Barker ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. No, no, no. So USA Handball. I don't know if you guys are hearing us. Please, like we're we're with we you guys. You. Like <laughs> we got you guys. Like you guys are in good hands of us. We promise. Um. And we do have to go over the results of the Olympics as they finished over the weekend. Um, we did not have repeat champions, but what we did have was a clean sweep. Yeah, uh, that was France. insane. France took both the men's and women's gold. Um, very close games on both sides. Um, the the gold medal match on the men's side was was a kind of a weird affair because it looks like the Dan- the Danes who are defending champs just didn't seem on their game that day. But you know what? Credit to France for pulling it off. Um, you had Spain get the bronze in the men's tournament, while Norway got the bronze. Excuse me, in the uh, in the women's tournament and. All in all, obviously, I would say it's been a great tournament just because of the amount of support it drummed up here in the U.S. I was actually looking through my Twitter feed, my Instagram feed, Mondo, and to show you how pure my love of USA handball is, I actually tweeted at them. I actually have a post about them, like in 2012, I believe. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to – I'm trying to it's, – it's, it's a heck of a scroll because, you know – 2012 was a long time ago in Instagram pictures. If you know, for any of us who are on social media, um, yeah. But for, and what's crazy is like we were reaching out and like talking to people on Twitter and answering back and forth. And if you didn't see it, we got some answers from some pretty high-ranking people. And for those of you that can't see it, Alex just showed me there is proof. He is a full handball fan from that time. August 4th, 2012. This is my new favorite sport. I'm going to make the Olympic team in this. It's been destined in the stars, people. <laughs> destined in the stars. I'm coming for handball. Man, between be, maybe between us, we got like what? Two working knees? One working knee? Well, working, but I mean, it's a Look, little risky. They all, they all work. They all they work. work. <laughs> they now, work. Do, they work the do they work to their maximum capacity? That's a different story for a different day. <laughs> That's a different episode. That's a different episode of this podcast. We may have that in the future um, where we'll just get ridiculed by our significant others for all our aches and pains. Um, That'll be rough. I'm going to need an episode. It's going to be like an hour and a half episode. episode. We wouldn't have to talk them into it. They'd be like, oh, yeah, we're in. Um, But, yeah, that that will conclude this week's uh, handball coverage. Stay tuned for more 
Um, look for us on Twitter. We'll be posting about handball more often than that not these days. Damn sure. <laughs> we are all about handball. USA handball for gold. Um, handball, America's sport of the future. Um, and on that note, it's time to see if the Harlem Globetrotters keep up their winning streak. It's time for another segment of That's Ridiculous, But So Is This. Now, I'm going to lead off because you know what? We made it. Well, Alex made the rule, but I agree with it. I'm going to go first until I beat him. So there's a very real possibility throughout the entirety of this podcast that I'm going to be going first the entire time. But leading off, I, I, I actually got this sent to me because I hadn't seen it on Twitter. And it, I, I got I got my sources, man. Don't worry about it. All I, right, all right. I, I started paying people Good. off. You started paying people off. Nice. Well done. <laughs> and it's something I didn't even know had happened. So it's actually crazy. The line is just Nebraska flash flood traps multiple and ele- multiple people in elevators. Sorry, I can't even read now. An elevator as it fills with water. Now, what's ridiculous to me is that they're they're all filming it. Like they're in there on the phone. There's there's this lady on the phone saying like, yeah, it's getting filled up with water. And I'm gonna we're, I'm gonna see if I can tweet out the video so that everybody can see what the hell is going on. It actually there's a ton of it. I di- I didn't even realize that it was covered that much. And like, you slowly but surely, man, you see it filling up with water. You're like, oh, it's right right around their ankles. That's not that ridiculous. Like. No, man, it got to the point where this guy was standing on the rail and it was still up to his shoulders. So it was filling up. It almost got to the top of the of the door. But how did the water get in there again? It was a flash flood in Nebraska. It was pouring. This was all just because it was raining. It's not even like a lake, like a lake overflowed. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because you may have just blown my mind. There was a flash flood in Nebraska and it caused a flash flood in an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> How the fuck does that happen? That is true. How does a flash now, flood happen in an elevator? How does the it get from the building? Wasn't like, what, there? What, what was going on with the building? Where's the rest of the building? Was it just a fucking elevator? <laughs> it's just one elevator. Elevator to nowhere. Just an nah, elevator. Like, just I, ride I, it up I've been looking great, up and I can't the find The elevator of Nebraska? It it's crazy because, like, you look at it, and it had to have been in a parking garage. Like, I, I couldn't find information on where the hell this elevator was. Because I don't think they wanted to tell anybody that you could be in an elevator and you get, and it could get flooded. Because if they tell you that, you're not going to get in that elevator anymore. But it's crazy because it was, it was like a storm that happened in Omaha, Nebraska. And it literally got up to their necks was how full that elevator got. How did it get drained? The 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 doors don't respond, magically the first, open. The first responders are able to get there. Out of there. Like, like a movie, I can just imagine. Slip and slide out of the elevator. We didn't Everybody drown. Just flies. They look like a bunch of flopping fish. <laughs> <laughs> just end up on the floor. Just <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, dude. Because like the fact that the flash flood happened in the elevator is, is yeah. that's that's what they got. Like, like it got sent to me, and I'm like, oh, flash flood isn't that ridiculous. And I open the thing, I'm like, the elevator got flooded. I, I like that. I like that a lot. I'm trying, All right. man. All right. No, that's a good. That's <laughs> the, a, the generals that's, are fighting. Honestly, I would have to say that's 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 been the best one you've had so far, um, for in, in the history of this segment. That was that is that is top notch. Um, let's see what I got. Let's see what I got. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the second story I have from last week. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, Los Angeles air traffic control warns, jetpack guy is back. So I mean, by by back by him being back, that means he was around at one point. 
I did not know this either. Um, <laughs> the FBI, this is obviously in Los Angeles. This is from the AP. So this is like, this is Associated Press. This is legit, <laughs> legit news, people. Um, the FBI is investigating what what commercial airliner pilot said might have been an airborne person with a jetpack high in the busy skies near LAX. Yo, that's ballsy. That's ballsy, right? Um, a Boeing 747 radioed to report a possible jetpack man in sight. I quote that part. <laughs> possible jet? That means it's a thing. <laughs> that's only At around 6.12 p.m. According to a recording from the website, you know, that live air traffic controller. Because you can – all these things is public, so you can listen to these. These uh, There's a restaurant in Miami across the street from the airport, uh, 94th Aero Squadron. Damn they right. actually have uh, headphones, and you can listen to the air traffic controller from your dinner table. It's actually kind of cool. Um, but so the pilot spotted the object – that resembled the air a jetpack about 15 miles east of LAX at about 5,000 feet altitude. So, due to where it was, out of an abundance of caution, air traffic controllers had to alert other pilots in the vicinity. (laughs) Can you imagine getting the call over the headset? Hey, uh, I'm I'm making this up, Niner Niner, uh, there's a jetpack man flying in the middle of the way, like, well, one one air traffic alert said, and I quote, use caution, the jetpack guy is back. <laughs> How often is this jetpack guy in front of the airport? I don't know. But that's actually not Obviously, the best quote. That's not the best quote in what? this article, sir. That's not the best quote in this article. It's it's about to, here it comes. Here it comes. This is this is this is my mic drop moment where if I win, this is my three point buzzer to take your story. So an air traffic controller responded to the pilot and asked him, hey, and and this is the quote, did you see a UFO? The pilot responded, we were looking, but we did not see Iron Man. (laughs) For those of you that can't see what's happening, I'm currently rubbing my eyes. What the hell? Fucking Iron Man. Like, is that, is that like his nickname or something? Yeah, but what else are you gonna call the guy? It's the perfect name. Oh but it's, my God. The fact that this is said on recorded airwaves, like you can go and look this up, and the guy says it, you can hear him. Oh, that's a negative. We did not see Iron Man. Like, like come I can on. just imagine the guy in the tower. Like, what? Oh my God. I mean, what else are you gonna do? But laugh. I mean, at that point, right? Like, <sighs> now. I think this might be the first time that we have to do this. So I'll put it up to Alex and see his opinion on it because I'm torn. I think they're both really good. I think we might have, we, I think we might have to put it up on a poll later this weekend. I don't know how you feel about that. Even though, even though I feel, I feel like the polls going to be incredibly biased against me. Because they're I, all gonna. I think people are gonna root for you out of pity. Out, out like of I really think pity. you're gonna get you're gonna get like a pity vote. And I'm this gonna is, lose. this is the this is the moment where I'm gonna have Nadi call in all her friends. This is where we're gonna all get her all friends. And she's oh my goodness, she's gonna retweet the shit out of this. And that's the end of this winning now, streak. Now all I ask, and I say this with all honesty, is vote for the one that you actually believe in. Yeah, because we want to know. We're, yeah. We've kept Which this. We've is- kept this legit. <laughs> like we've kept this honest. So please, if I lose, I lose. I'm okay with it. I've I've been doing it enough, so I'm used to it. For real, vote for the one that you think is the best. We'll post it not tomorrow, 
or well, for you tomorrow is Saturday because you might be listening this Friday or whatever. But we'll post it and we'll let we'll you guys probably, know. We'll on. probably have a post sometime, maybe Sunday or Monday, as far as to when we will have this. We have a quite a number of things we're going to be posting about in the next couple of days, as you're going to be hearing uh, going forward. And going off of that, I'm going to lead into our next segment, which is actually going to be a fun segment that we're going to go into now. It's Alex's Two Kicks. Now, this one's a little bit different because we're both going to be talking because we both actually went through an experience, at least personally, that was my first time going through it. And it was the process of going through the resale market. Yeah, um, I also, it was my first time, as big a sneakerhead as I am, I had refused the resale market because I refused to pay over retail for things. Uh, if I don't get it on the sneakers app, which is quite often, because that is the home of the L, um, <laughs> it's just a fact. So anybody who's used the sneakers app knows, like, that's, that's you know, if you win that, you might as well win the lotto. Um, so after the debacle of the Travis Scotts a couple weeks ago, uh, I kind of said, forget it. I'm not even going to bother trying for the lows that come out uh, tomorrow, Friday. It's Thursday here where we're recording the pod. Um, like, I'm not going to even bother. So I went on. I was looking at StockX originally. Um, but then, I for some reason, I said, oh, let me go look on, on eBay. And I, I ended up getting um, Air Jordan 1s, uh, CMFTs. Uh, PSG edition. So last year's fourth kit for PSG was like a pink, purple, kind of tie dye kind of looking thing. Right. So these were like a white with black. Uh, the swoosh is 3M, so it kind of spot kind of spots out, and little pink, purple around the collar. Real, real nice. Actually, look a lot better in person after I got them. Um, they retailed at 140. I ended up paying 190 for them. Um. I will say it is cheaper than I would have gotten on StockX. I ended up getting them on eBay um, in my size just because StockX has fees. StockX charges – well, how much you get charged in fees, Mel? Is it close to 30 bucks? Like 20, 30 bucks? I think I ended up – yeah, it was like 17, I think, on this one. Like so, like 20 bucks. Um, yeah, yeah, eBay, didn't charge, eBay didn't charge any fees. Um, so it was almost essentially like buying it from a store, um, just paying a little bit of an, of an upcharge. I didn't think it was too much of an upcharge. So and they came really really quick. The packaging was was amazing on my end, Mondo. I mean, I know I sent you pictures. We'll be posting pictures of both of our shoes, um, so you can kind of see what it is that you get. Like our shoes, my shoes. I know my shoes did. I think yours did too, Mondo. Had to go through an authenticator before yeah. they came to us. So they double check to make sure you're getting a. Thank God, because I don't know what the hell to look at. <laughs> And look, I don't want to go through the process of having to argue with someone whether a shoe is real or fake. Like, I, I know what to look for, but I don't want to deal with that. So the fact that these these companies have have this process at their disposal, I think, is really, really good. Um, what shoes did you get, Mano? I know you went StockX. I also, if I remember right, you actually were able to go below retail, which is a surprising thing to do. Yeah, when, when we first, like, I've always been hesitant to go on StockX because everything everybody's always told me is that it's the shoes that everybody wins on, on the sneakers app and then they end up getting resold. Like, I started looking. Some shoes were getting sold for, like, two grand, which blows my mind. But, yeah, I ended up paying under retail value. I ended up paying, like, 93, including fees 
for I got some Nike blazers which are black with the white bottom and then the white swoosh. And man, I gotta say, these are one of the nicer shoes I think I've ever gotten. Blazers are classics, man. I love blazers. I got a pair earlier this year of the Roswell Raygun one. So they're an all white green swoosh on one side, yellow swoosh on the other. But the yellow one, you can switch the green. It's it's a kind of cool little thing you can do to it uh, with an orange little back tab. And I love them. They're super comfortable. Uh, a little bit of a pain in the ass to put on just because they're old <laughs> old school yeah. shoes. So you got to unlace you. them like all the way down to kind of get your foot in. Um, me and my fat ass big foot. So well, I mean, it's mine's long. So, but it's it's I I love the blazers. I really think you got a great buy in that. And to pay under retail because those retail yeah, at hundred, they retail at a hundred. So even with the fees from StockX, you still came in under retail, which is fantastic. Um, so I all in all, I like the resale experience if you're able to get it through one of these sites with the authenticator. StockX was really good. I know eBay has a partnership with Nice Kicks, I believe. Yeah, and it's impressive that they're able to do all that because obviously, like everything we've talked about, it happens for a reason. <laughs> so I'm sure there was a lot of people who bought shoes and they ended up figuring out that they were fake or something, and that and then they had to do that so i honestly i'm super appreciative of it because like the box came in like pristine condition yeah no it was it was, it was it was awesome i know we're going to be posting them on instagram um we're making a post about both of them so everybody could see kind of what they look like and and our shoes and what we got because we want to show them off um so yeah that was that's that wraps up alex's two kicks and we do have two not one but two one, major but announcements two. Two, two major, two time, two announcements to make. Mondo, you want to handle one? Ladies and gentlemen, so as most of you know, I am a fantasy football. I will call myself a guru. At least that's what my cousin Nicholas's friends say. But we have decided as a unit, since you know we're the managing partners of this brand, that we are going to be doing a fantasy football league through the pod. So we will be posting soon with more information but we're gonna post just have fun come up with a league and just if you guys want to join let us know we will definitely be posting soon so be on the lookout for more information on that and our second major announcement which i would say is probably the bigger announcement yeah i'm excited for, in, in for the pod <laughs> um we will be starting in the very near future, in my near future, I'm willing to say within the next month, we will be starting a YouTube channel. Hell yeah. So you will be able to not only listen to the docile, our soft, velvety tones of our voice, you can actually look at our ugly ass faces. Um, we'll be setting it up where we have our segments kind of split up as well as long episodes. Um, you'll be able to find our channel will be uh, this and that with AM um, will be our channel name. We can definitely announce that right now. Um, there's nothing there, so you're not really going to find much, but definitely be on the lookout. Like I said, we are coming to YouTube. You are going to see our beautiful faces. Maybe try and play a game of guess what's in my background because I'm in the garage. So that's always fun. And yeah, so we're looking forward to actually seeing you folks, I guess, in a certain way on on YouTube. But now we go back to our glorious purpose, which, as you know, if you've been listening to the beginning of this podcast, it's to speak about 
everything that happened in Loki. So now let's get into the nitty gritty of what actually happened, Mondo. Man, and, and it was honestly crazy. So from the beginning, obviously, he shows up at the TVA and Loki doesn't know what the hell's going on. I mean, he, honestly, he's he's lost as all hell because he was just basically taken out of, you know, his timeline, quote unquote. And he has he just showed up at the TVA. He has no idea what the TVA is even is. There's a lot of, especially at the beginning, there was a lot of shock, I feel like, in some of the things that Marvel showed um, at the beginning of Loki. Like, you saw a desk, a desk full of Infinity Stones. And they're like, yeah, here they don't, they're just paperweights. Like, like. Like, Loki's just staring at you. You can see his face like, my goodness, look at all this. And he, they're all like, yeah, no, these are uh, whatever, paperweights. So you can see, like, like Loki doesn't know what really to make of of the situation. And until we meet, you know, Mobius and Mobius, Owen Wilson, and basically sits him down and says, hey, look, you're from 2012. You're not the actual Loki. The real Loki lived on it, and this is what happened to him. And basically sits him in the room and shows him the next four years of his life, or the next ten years of his life. Yeah, and that's what was crazy about it, is that because this Loki was from 2012. So for us, for anybody that's seen the movies, he's bad Loki. You know what I mean? He was the one who was trying to take over New York with the Chitauri army, that whole thing so he thinks he's the king of the world that he's the best in the world and he basically watches not basically he does he watches the end of his life like he watches everything we've seen in the movies so it was it was a couple cool like easter eggs that you saw different parts of different movies that he's in and then it comes to the to to the beginning of endgame right was the beginning yeah well beginning of infinity war War, i'm sorry where where thanos chokes him out and you see the impact of that moment just kind of rush over him like the fuck happened it's it's he it's the moment he realizes that he's a variant it's the moment he realizes that he's you know what's going on kind of and and it kind of set us up because then that's when mobius comes and it's like look the reason i got you and you're with me is because we're hunting down there's another variant that's going around killing our agents and like oh loki asks who's the agent who's the variant to which Mobius naturally goes, it's you. It's a Loki. And that's where we learned, like, as we alluded to earlier, that basically the TVA could have been just called the Loki Hunting Society because... <laughs> that's basically what they hunted 90 It's Lokis. Yeah, it was mostly Lokis. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a chase to find who is this Loki variant and what is she... What's... The use of lack of a better term, what's her endgame? Yeah, and that and that's what was crazy about it. So basically they have they they're using Loki basically as the think like yourself type thing. It's like what would you what would Loki do type thing? So they go through the process of him honestly trying to, he plays them a couple times because he's the trickster god. I mean Loki's Loki gonna Loki, man. Loki's, Loki's gonna, gonna Loki. Loki. Exactly. Loki's gonna Loki, right? And he goes through that process and then he finally makes a realization when he finally decides that you know what, I'm gonna help. He makes a realization that takes that this variant basically was doing everything in those timelines, killing the agents, and then leaving to an area where this variant wouldn't get found. And everybody was like, oh, but where can you go that you can't get found? Somewhere where a branch can't happen. And they end up finding out that where branches can't happen is end of the world moments. 
what they refer to as Nexus events. Yes, so Nexus events. There's varying levels of Nexus events, but certain things that I guess will be considered Nexus events would be um, Hurricane Katrina, uh, Mount Vesuvius. Um, just think, think your your giant natural disasters where a lot of people, like a civilization, like a town was wiped. Like, you know, this is Marvel, so Atlantis, let's say. Yeah. Things like that. Um, those would be considered Nexus level events where you can do things that would not be in the timeline, but since everything's going to get wiped out anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, and it there's a lot that, that goes on here with Loki and, and Mobius and Loki kind of his end game though is from the beginning is to try and get back in the main timeline. Like that's that's what this Loki that's is true. at first. He wants to find the the space lizards. The space lizards, exactly. And get back to his get back to the main timeline. He wants to get back to where he's supposed to be in, in his mind. Um as we go on, we eventually go into the future. To what's basically, I guess it's like the what's it called? What's it called? Rocksmart was the name of the store. Yeah, it was basically Walmart. It was yeah, it's essentially a Walmart. <laughs> it's, it's, a, like, it's a Walmart from like hundreds of years in the future. Yeah, so it, the Nexus event that was there was a I I guess with the future categories increased in hurricanes. It was like a category seven or something yeah, it was like insane. that. Like they said category seven. I'm like, like there's only and as as, as native Floridians were like category seven. What the That's fuck? It? Is that shit really <laughs> seven. I've only heard of five. Where you got seven from? Um, so basically, Loki confronts the other Loki, and you come to discover that it is a female variant of Loki, a lady Loki. Lady Loki, yeah. And that should have been her name. They combined her from when I read from when I read right. online with two characters. Lady, there is a such thing as lady. A lady Loki. There is a variant, but then they also there's this other character called the Enchantress that uses like green magic, which she used a lot. So it looked like it was a merge of the two characters with so uh, Sophie Di Martello, who by the way, I I want to say all the acting in Loki was amazing. We're getting to one that there's one more that we haven't really spoken about yet because we're gonna talk about the series, but. The acting was fantastic in this series. Marvel once again knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and one thing I, I got I gotta get across because I don't know about you, Alex, but this this is one of the only shows where I've actually sat there and watched it and not been thinking about how does this connect to something else. Like after the episode was over, yeah, I would obviously start thinking, oh, how does this connect to Marvel and all that. But when you were sitting there watching Loki, it was like its own thing. You were in the moment. Yeah, you yeah, weren't trying it, it, to think it, of, it, of it, oh, like, it, it brought you in this. And yeah, and, absolutely. Oh, that was crazy. Cause like, I mean, obviously, like with uh, all the other ones with Scarlet Witch and all that, with WandaVision and, and all that, you kind of thought like, oh, how is this gonna lead into something else? While you were watching it, but while you were watching Loki, each episode felt like a movie. Loki, it, each episode had its own story and it was very, very strong. Where you weren't even thinking about kind of what was the the bigger picture really until the <laughs> end. Um, but. So Loki ends up going with with the female Loki and and they because they realize they both have the same end game. They want to get to the space lizards. Um Lady Loki wants to do it because she's been cha- she's been getting chased by them her entire life essentially from when she was a kid. Um and Loki because well he wants to get back in the main timeline. So they go on a very elaborate kind of <laughs> It was way of of getting a time stamp so they can go back in time and 
And they eventually do make it to the space lizards. Only yeah. to find out <laughs> that the space lizards aren't real. Now, as the show, as as the series built on, you started learning certain things that didn't jive with the TVA. So when you first joined the TVA, when you first went to the TVA, all the people who are there, all the agents, everybody who's there, um, is under the belief that they were picked by the TVA to be an agent. There was no history before. They were they just came at the age that they were to the TVA, and that's all they know, and that's all they were about. Right. Um, however, as, as it goes on, obviously Lady Loki being around and jumping around as much as she can starts to learn things about the agents and she realizes that they're all variants, which was mind blowing, to me. which was mind blowing. Like she realizes that no, 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 this isn't, it's not what the T it's not what the space lizards say. Like they're all variants. So then everything kind of starts to unravel from there. So at this point now, Loki and Lady Loki want to know what the hell is going on why is everybody a variant what is what are you doing essentially yeah and this was a moment that for me honestly was one of the hardest hitting moments in the entire series because it's it's a badass fight scene i gotta say it was it was pretty impressive like you'd never really i mean correct me if i'm wrong but you never really saw loki fight that much in any movie that wasn't like the thor movies you get me? Like, it was always kind well, of... Well, no. Yeah, Avenger, Ragnarok, I, Ragnarok is probably the, the best Loki fight scene. Right. I mean, he fights in Avengers, obviously, when when they're, when he's trying to take over New York. But you actually saw him, like, with the blades. Like, yeah. it, was, it was super badass. And then it comes to the point where, he, throughout the series, you kind of see that there's kind of a love interest between our Loki and Lady Loki, which also goes as by Sylvie. So you see kind of like that relationship forming and it seems like he's going to tell her how he feels and then he gets pruned by one which by a character that we haven't mentioned. And that's that's party foul on us, actually, by uh, Ravona Rainslayer, who is who will be back. She plays a major role in the comics, so I fully expect her to be back. She's basically Mobius's boss. She's the one and the one who is in the most contact with. The, the space lizards supposedly um so she she what they call pruning and prunes our beloved loki um and it was a really powerful scene because you didn't really see that coming and that, i mean it's just again so well done everything it was just, emotional as hell man i got emotional watching that scene because you did because at that point you didn't know what was going on because you knew that this loki like there, there's no loki in the main timeline because for anyone that watched Infinity War and Endgame, you know that he died. Like, he was killed by Thanos. So, this this was kind of like our last holding on to Tom Hiddleston. You know what I mean? Like, you were watching and you're like, damn, is that is that it? And this was... This is actually the episode where it was our, we had our first, I think, post-credit. I think it was after this one. I believe so. And yeah, where we had the good. variant, <laughs> which was the, the Loki variant, which you started seeing what happened after you get pruned. Um, of course, by this point, you know, Mobius does knows the truth and everybody's kind of trying to fi- figure out what's going on. Um, and Sylvie realizes that there's a, there's a beast, the, um, what was it called? Elioth. Elioth. It's basically like an electrical dog. <laughs> a d- electrical dog cloud. Yeah. Electrical dog cloud. And it basically is, it's the end of time. 
you get past the dog and you you're basically at the real timekeeper is what Loki and Sylvie or Lady Loki was able to figure out. Um so through again one of the greatest scenes ever with the Loki variants like the Loki variants are so good. Alligator Loki, uh, my favorite. Um, eight, eight yeah, it basically, folks, it's an alligator with Loki horns on, and it's fantastic. Yeah, um, and, and, and it bites off, ones. and it bites off the hand of President Loki. Um, <laughs> yeah, President Loki, that's a thing. Um, so it is. It's just it's so eventually, Sylvie does able to enchant through with Loki's help. So. The thing about these variants is that they all have the same powers, but they're all developed differently. So, like, Loki didn't know that he can enchant the way that Lady Loki could. Mm -hmm. But Lady Loki didn't know that she could do some of the things that our Loki could do. So, it it was very interesting how they did that. They got through. And then you ran into what I think was the biggest stealer of the show. The... I, I... was so blown away by the performance of He Who Remains, Jonathan Majors. Killed it. That guy absolutely killed that role. Absolutely killed it. He Who Remains is a variant of Kang. Kang, for those of you who haven't heard us, we've talked about this numerous times, is the next big bad who will make his first official appearance as Kang in... Ant-Man the Wasp Quantum Mania, which I believe I actually just started filming, I read uh, I this week. So. Yep. Um, so that'll be interesting. Now, Kang is all over the place through his different variants. So I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot more of Jonathan Majors in the near future um, and in different versions of Kang. So you're going to see him a lot because he alludes to the fact that, you know, he's the one that's preventing a multiversal war yeah and that's the thing like he even talks about it how he was the he who remains is literally what happened he says there was a battle between kangs and they realized that they could go to different planar levels and different timelines and it was basically an all-out war to be the king of the kangs and he ends up being the one who remains because he's the one who kind of knows what's going on well, he creates a life. He figured exactly. out a way to create a life. And that's how he was able to, to win the battle. So at the end, basically, our Lokis are left of a decision. Either be in charge of the TVA, go back, be in charge of the TVA, them two be the two bosses, or kill he who remains, start another war, and... As he said, <laughs> his other his other variants aren't as nice as he is. Um. So after a very weird kissing scene, because at the end of the day they're two Loki, so it's like kissing yourself. Yeah, um, it was awful. even though even though everybody wanted it to happen. Yeah, we were all like, cheering for it. Like it was we were all odd. cheering for it. It's still odd when you think about it. Um. She sends Loki back to the TVA, and Lady Loki kills he who remains. Which then he drops one of the the coolest lines, I think, after he got stabbed, like, see you soon. Like, it was just, (laughs) again, he was so, so unbelievably good. So It makes me so excited for for the future. Which then you see the creation of the multiverse. Like, that's, 
I think the biggest thing that you can get out of the Loki series is this is the multiverse. The multiverse has come, and it's this here. is how it's 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 here. It's here. This is how it's it's gotten here. So be ready for multiversal madness going forward. I mean, I know we were very vague over the top because we're still hoping you guys watch. Because honestly, there's so much that went on in this show. That yeah, we want we don't want to give you everything because honestly, it's one hell of a show. I think it's my favorite one of all the shows that Marvel's put out. Absolutely, and we're very happy to say it's the only one of the Marvel shows that's going to have a season two. So that's also very exciting because I do want to see where they take the series. I think. I mean, it ended in spectacular fashion. So, after Sylvie stabbed He Who Remains, the statues inside of the TVA changed from the Space Lizards to Kang the Conqueror. So, you know that the Kangs are coming. I don't know if you noticed this, Mondo. They did like a little shout out to, um, to Infinity War. Where? Right at that scene when... When Loki comes to Mobius and Mobius doesn't recognize him because their timeline has changed. Right. He goes, hey, something is coming. A bunch of Kangs are coming. It's just like Bruce saying, hey, Thanos is coming. Oh, Thanos shit. is coming. You're right. I didn't it was, about it was that. very, very, it, to me, I, I noticed that it was very, very eerily similar to that scene from Infinity War. When, fan, when, when Bruce Banner crashes into the Sanctorium <laughs> and tells, like, he's coming, he's coming, who's coming? Thanos, Thanos is coming. He goes to Mobius and is like, Kang's coming, he's coming, he's coming. So it it was very reminiscent. So you know it's it's here it is, here it comes. Um and this just leads us into so many things, man. It's crazy. It's it's honestly nuts what we got coming up. I mean, just off the top. I mean, Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. I mean Obviously, we all kind of knew Multiverse was coming. It was in the name of Doctor of the Doctor Strange movie. But I've seen memes come out, and it's <laughs> what he's saying that Doctor Strange is basically has a mop, and he's just basically trying to clean up what Scarlet Witch. <laughs> well, the, the funniest did. the funniest meme that I've seen of that actually is like he has his the yellow circle, and he pops out, and he he gets in front of Loki and and uh, Sylvie, and he just points at him like, "What the fuck did you do?" <laughs> <laughs> But but that being said, that's actually not the first uh thing that's going on with the multiverse. What's actually going on with the multiverse? And I read, I wanted to make sure this was sure, so I read about it yesterday. The new series that premiered yesterday that I haven't had a chance to watch. I don't think. Have you watched What If yet, Mondo? No, I have not. Okay, we're gonna need to watch it. We're not gonna. We can't spoil it for people, um, because What If is considered canon. Oh, I didn't know that. What if is considered canon? So essentially, the branches that were made at the end of Loki, Mm -hmm. what if is a glimpse into those branches, into what happened in those timelines? Oh shit, that's that's fun. So what if is is canon? So like last yesterday's episode, and I'm not spoiling anything because this is all over social media, was Captain Carter. So essentially, something happens to Steve. He does not take the super soldier serum. Peggy Carter does. And she becomes the super soldier. So, like, she has the shield, and instead of the American flag, it has the the Union Jack, the British logo on it, the British flag. So, like, it's things like that. I know other things that are confirmed for this series. So, these are not spoilers. These are things that you can read out there right now. You have T'Challa as Star-Lord. Oh, shit. You're going to have, I believe, if I read this right, Killmonger as the king of Wakanda. 
Yeah, that makes sense. That, that but the, like the a... clip, but the clip that I've seen of him is him saving Tony Stark in Iron Man One. So remember Iron Man One, the scene where the the missile hits and Tony goes flying before they capture right. him. Well, when that missile hits, Killmonger shows up, grabs it, and just throws the missile away. Oh. So that's the clip they showed of Killmonger. So it's a very interesting thing. And then the other one is zombies. Confirmed. Oh, I, I heard, I, I had read They're going to do uh, Captain America zombie and Iron Man zombie. At least those two things are confirmed. And what's cool about the, the What If series is it's all the original guys from the MCU, guys, everyone. It's right. Downey, that, that, it's Chris that Evans, that they, that they brought it's They actually brought it. I mean, it's it's voice work, so it's not that much time consuming. You don't um, pay that much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm sure they still got paid enough. Um, but yeah, so it is all the people from the movies. So you do have Hemsworth and all that stuff. So it's nine episodes. I think each episode is going to be about 30 minutes from what I read online. Um, and yeah, I'm very excited to see it. Um, I know a friend of mine saw the first episode last night, and he told me it was amazing. Um, so definitely check out what if, um, as we said, it's canon. So we definitely gotta, gotta watch it. And the next thing that we, we've, t- we've kind of jumped in and out of this and talked about it, but Ant-Man is actually going to obviously include Kang. This isn't a spoiler. It's confirmed. They've talked about it. So what's interesting, like what Alex mentioned is that there's a ton of Kangs. Right, it's not because the main bad guy is Kang the Conqueror, is what they call him. But the thing is, we don't know what you're gonna get. Like he's just listed. I looked it up. He's just listed as Kang, which is apparently how they're gonna list them, list them, list him going forward is just Kang. Yeah, you're not gonna know which which version of it. Yeah, and I mean, I will say that they have already hinted at Kang in uh, the Ant Man series. Mm -hmm. I want to say in. Ant-Man the Wasp, when they're going into the Quantum Realm, you see Chronopolis. It's like a passing thing. And Chronopolis is where Kang is from. Because he's from the Quantum Realm. So, it's gonna be really, really cool. I, like, they've been alluding to him being the big bad for a while, so I'm very excited um, for Kang. And just, just overall excited for MCU. I mean, we got... What's the next movie we got coming out now, Mondo? I think it's... Well, well, the ones that we talked about, we also got Spider-Man, which Spider-Man, is a whole yeah. other mess of just multiversal goodness, hopefully. Uh, it, yeah, hopefully everything that's been rumored, I mean, actually happens. Because if it doesn't, and, I'm going to get be bummed. And and I'm very excited for Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. I, I, think- don't, I don't know much about it, so I'm, I honestly told myself I'm going into it and not reading anything. But see, that's I, I feel like those are the movies that Marvel has knocked out of the park. Especially characters like that, that that you don't know, that most of the people, unless you're like true comic book, like, aficionados, connoisseurs, like, know about it. Because, like, like, I'll be honest, like, I I knew about Ant-Man, but I didn't know much about him, and his movie was one of the best ones, as far as I'm concerned. Guardians. How many people really genuinely knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy were? Like yeah, it, it's maybe, just one maybe, of those maybe Star Lord, but maybe, that's if yeah, you even knew what you knew, were talking about. Right. So it, it, they did such a good job with those that I I feel like this is gonna have that same kind of vibe. Like it it really does, and and the trailers have me hyped. I cannot wait for it. Um. Oh, the Eternals. Actually, I think it's next. Eternals. Oh, the Eternals. Right. I forgot about the Eternals. So I'm the, sorry Eternals, the Eternals. The Eternals. The Eternals looks fantastic. That cast is is out of bounds. Cast, right? Between Selma <laughs> Hayek, Angelina Lee, uh, Rob Stark. I forget his name. I mean, it's Rob Stark. <laughs> He's Rob Stark, um, man. That, that's what he is. 
Um, and Kit Harrington's in it as well. Speaking of Game of Thrones, like this, it's it's going to be a great, great, great movie. Um, really looking forward to it. Marvel also is starting filming on on the Marvels because uh, Samuel Jackson posted his Nick Fury goatee. <laughs> Fucking so, love it every time. So they're they're rocking and rolling, man. Um, but yeah, so lo- let's keep on the lookout for Marvel stuff, folks, as we uh, wrap up here today on the podcast and yeah good times and that is going to be it for today's show thank you again as always for listening to this and that with alex and mondo please make sure make sure to rate review and subscribe and you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter at this and that am see you next week everybody and don't forget soon youtube this and that with am have a good one everyone <laughs>